Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Yeah. Welcome to J.Ill, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. How are you? This is Jill Scott, and you're listening to J.Ill with my sister friends. Major Graydon Dantzler, that's me. And Je m'appelle Laia Sinclair. Oh, she here with the Je m'appelle. Okay, yes. Je m'appelle. That's all I took in school was French. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And that's all I know. Okay. I can tell you. I can ask you where the toilet is. Oh. And a library. Uh, they tell me. Bibliotheca. It's, it's, it's yes. Bibliotheca. Yes. It's all about the please and thank you wherever you are. Please and thank you. Merci beaucoup. Uh, arigato gozaimasu. Yes. Yes. Come on. Yes. <laughs> I don't know another one. Dankeschön. Dankeschön. What else? Uh, hey. Gracias. Hey. I don't know nothing. I just shake my head, smile. Obrigado. 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 Mm, look at y'all. Yeah, very nice. Very y'all, nice. So, y'all so worldly. Look at y'all. <laughs> You've been to all these places too. You just weren't paying attention. <laughs> Child. Listen. I just shaking my head, smile. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> It, it has been a serious pleasure to be able to travel around the world and see some things. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's absolutely a thing to do. It makes your mind expand. It you you end up meeting all kinds of diverse people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's it can be an extraordinary thing. Whether you you know got a big budget or a little one, you know, being able to travel. 
y'all know I grew up in North Philly. And when it was time for me to go to college, that was a big deal. Like, Mm -hmm. where exactly do I go? Do I do I go somewhere that's really, really diverse? You know, right. in in, in the right. ways of of multicultural, you know, experiences that I could possibly have a Jewish roommate or, you know, somebody from Brazil as a roommate. Like all of that is so exciting. Or or do I go to HBCU? Which is when you think about it. I think sometimes people make it small. They're like, oh, well, it's all black people. Oh, no. You talk about all black people. That is a big word, black. Right. That's a big word. Black people from all. Wait a minute, hold on. You just said a word. Wait a minute, hold on. Y'all make sure. That is a word. That's a big word, honey. That is a global word, my dear. Sounds simple, but so deep. So, so, so deep. Mm. Yes. Yes. This is, we're talking about all kinds of people from black people from the different South. countries. Black people from yes. other countries. Yes. Black people from Chicago. Black so many from, countries. Yes. So many countries. Think about like like Boris Kujo. Like he he's, yeah. he's the black guy from what is it, Germany? Yeah. Germany. You know, yeah. like you never know who you're gonna meet or yeah. what you're gonna see. You know, they're just and then where they come from enriched. And check this, Jill, where they come from, they don't have HBCUs. So a lot of times people do come from all over, from different countries here, so they can experience HBCU life. So the the big question is... HBCUs versus PWIs. What's a PWI, Aja? Glad you asked her. A predominantly white institution. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. Okay, your turn, Laia. What's an HBCU? A historically black college or university and or and university. Very nice, ladies. Oh, I'm so glad I got that one. (laughs) You better have got that one right. I am a graduate of one. So, yes, I, yes. Wow. Wow. So, okay, so what was that like? Yeah, take Uh, us back to your meeting. No, take us back to your meeting with your high school counselor. Oh, my God. Why did you say that? Okay, so I'm going to tell y'all a story about how I went to an academic high school, right? Called Benjamin Banneker. It was full of black excellence. We only had 400 kids. But they ain't had no football team. The reason we ain't had no football team is we was focused. <laughs> See, Asia's hating because she went to the rival high school, a.k.a. Wilson, which uh, the college had rate every, was not that had, had everything. Academic, <laughs> sports, music. Except a high college rate as us. As and, you a know, just, Ooh, and a pool. Oh. And a pool. Sure, and a sure, pool. Sure, 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 sure. Y'all had a pool? We had a pool. We had a pool. Damn. We had a pool, too, next door at the, um, the place. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Let us use it. You know that outdoor pool that everybody used to catch on Georgia <laughs> Avenue. Anyway, so look. So basically, I went to this school and I was, I used to be, <clears throat> I used to say I used to be smart because I, I skipped two grades. I went to high school when I was 12, blah, blah, blah. But it caught up with me, right? So by the time I went to this academic high school, a chick might have got a little lazy. She wasn't getting, you know, 3.0. She was, she, she might have been like a 1.9, 2.0 girl. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. So, so on that day, so it's funny that Asia asked me this question because when I did meet with my counselor, you can imagine the list of colleges that were available to me at that time. <laughs> she and, and no shade to people who went to these institutions, but come on, let's keep it funky. She was like, you know, you, you looking at Prairie View. You know what I'm saying? You looking at Shaw. You know, you looking, this is what you looking at. Um, and I was like, oh. So, and at the time, my two of my best friends who were a year ahead of me were already in college. One at Pitzer College 
a liberal arts college in California, Claremont Colleges, and the other at George Washington in D.C. Mm. So for me, it was interesting because, and again, I got flight attendant mommy, so I was able to go visit them in my senior year of high school and, and see their experiences, right? Obviously, you can tell that they got better grades than me because they got into these schools, so that wasn't even a thing. But I, but I was curious in the white school, exper- the PWI experience, and they went to two different kinds of PWIs. One right. Being, right? One being a liberal arts college and the other one being Georgetown, which is, I don't, what would you say? George Washington, which is like more of a big, it's like a big private institution. So it's not a state school, right? but it's like. It's in the hierarchy of uh, a lot of kids that got money, have money. Right, right, White kids, like like Georgetown, really. Bottom Um, line is ain't no whole bunch of blacks there. There you go there. Right. So what's ill is I'm going to visit them and seeing their experiences and like I went to see Pitzer and I was like, oh, this is interesting. My girlfriend, she's hella black. She goes here. She's her major is black anthropology, uh, black studies and anthropology. But she had some interesting race situations going on at that liberal college. They had Nazis on that, that campus. Right. And so just living her experience, her, you know, watching her set up all kinds of black meetings and, and ciphers and stuff to get the black folks together. And then visiting Uzumaka, big up to Uzumaka, who was going to, to GW, where I'm watching her, like, pledge, a.k.a., and watching all... And she went through some race stuff, too, with the white kids at that school. So I, I had decided early that I, between knowing that the PWIs are way more expensive, but sorry, than the HBCUs, mm-hmm. um, and knowing that I could possibly be going through all that and being in these large situations, and I, I just, I was like, you know what, mm, HBCU. And at the time, I really wanted to go to Clark Atlanta, but my grades weren't good enough. So I ended up going to Morgan State, which was like 30 minutes away. And so that's how I ended up going there and then transferred to Clark Atlanta as soon as I could, like two years later. Because all my friends, all my D.C. friends were at the AUC, Morehouse, Spelman, Clark Atlanta, and away. And I really believed as a student, I was like, you should go away to college. Because being able to go home every weekend was kind of like, you ain't ain't going to school for real. So that was... Well, it's interesting, but I'm going to circle back to it. But I do want to put a little pin in this one part of what you talked about. It's just about the experience of being blackity black on the PWI campus Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and having to and and what ends up being the more conscious black person or most aware or quote unquote conscious black person. You start to see that some of the folks that come out and do a lot of this nation work end up coming out of those PWIs yes. where they had to fight, where they had to fight the good fight, as opposed to coming out of the HBCUs where you're just like you would think in a situation where all the black people are all together that they come out more radical. But it seems like sometimes I've observed, and obviously I'm sure that all the HBCU people gonna kick my butt, but I will mm-hmm. say that I've seen that. Sometimes you see that that you find a more radical result in terms of politics. People who are involved in politics, social consciousness are black folks that come out of these PWIs because they're fighting so hard to be present in those spaces that they get that practice. They get that practice. They don't get, you know, indoctrinated into more of the, you know, black elite or the uh, the the, uh, you know, that that kind of class structure that happens mm-hmm. when you come out of an HBCU mm-hmm. sometimes. So obviously no. that's not all the time, but I have observed that. You know what I'm saying? So everybody knows I didn't go to college. Did not graduate high school. I ended up getting my GD. But my experience with college started with my sister. Watching my sister go through that process and decide to go. 
And I remember my mother was in a relationship with a lovely man at the time who was from Portland, Oregon. And he would tell my sister, you know, don't close off your options. My sister wanted to go to HBCU so badly. Like she was I hate like, when this people is, say that though. Don't mm-hmm. close off your options. And he he tried to convince her to apply to, you know, Georgetown, to a few other places. And, you know, and and she was, you know, she had her mind made up. And she ended up applying anyway to a few of the quote unquote white schools. And but she already knew if I get into Hampton, I'm going to Hampton. <laughs> and she <laughs> right, okay. That's so, not the real HU, but that's okay. Uh, you know what? Whatever with that. Okay. See, okay. I don't okay. I don't get involved in that argument okay. because okay. it's not I don't have a dog in the race. Okay, I don't either. I just Howard. I do enjoy the pride though. The yeah. pride is so beautiful. I do enjoy <laughs> the pride. Until it's it, very until, attractive. Until it gets way out of hand. But <laughs> I don't know how. It's actually quite beautiful. Until it's a football game. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Girl. Because it can get vicious. It can get vicious. Mm. But basically, she's like, if I get into Hampton, I'm going to Hampton. As a young girl, me and my sister seven years apart, witnessing her experience on that campus and when I tell you, look, my sister had the quintessential HBCU experience. All right. She was running for Miss This and Miss oh, That. And, at court, going to coronation every year. Honey. And she mm. was a uh, Delta. She pledged. Oh, she God. did the whole girl, the whole shebang bang. OK. And I remember going to watch my sister cross and little tiny thing. And she was like kind of a shy sort of sort of person. Mm-hmm. But girl, listen. Watch, girl, have you ever experienced that? Watching somebody cross, Joy. Have you ever experienced watching that? No. I, yeah. Shout out to my girlfriend Nadine who crossed Delta too. It's such an interesting. The closing, uh, the closing thing that they do in line is just so interesting, and them being at their roughest. They ain't, they ain't cute in this moment, right? Is that <laughs> right? no? They be all dressed up at this point when they okay. when they come out, like when they come out when they present the line and everything, and they are all okay. dressed up and they look mm-hmm. amazing and they're singing and they. And the whole that's, night. Okay, that's the that's the last last. I did the night before when they outside on the yard and they like this is oh, it. Oh yeah, looking beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so so that was my first experience, like understanding what college was like. But and I was like, well, this is if I'm gonna do it, this is what I want. But you know, I ended up getting into music business and doing a whole other my whole life. I got a record completely deal. different. It went in a completely different direction. So we already know that. It was a different world for me. You know, the TV literally. show. It literally was a different world. I was like, I, I'm i going to college. It looked interesting and fun and cool. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I want to I wanna go to college. I didn't really think about going. It wasn't versus for me. It wasn't an HBCU versus, um, you know, a, a white... Uh, historically white, whatever institution. I don't know what y'all call it. PYP, PWI, PWI. P, P, PWI. It, it wasn't that for me. It was like, one, I don't have no money. <laughs> right? <laughs> I got to pay, you know, some, I got to pay for everything. And Temple Talk is around that. the corner. And State Temple tuition. University is around the corner. So yes. I could stay at home and not have to, you know, have dorm fees. Because I, I do tell you, my mom gave me $20 for college. And I was like, <laughs> how am I going to make this this work? So for me, 
you know, I got to Temple University. And then, of course, we're right there in the, in the heart of North Philadelphia. So, you know, there were students from all over the world. Hell plus, yeah. plus a lot of Temple. A lot of Philly people, yeah. you know, a lot of Philly people, mm-hmm. a lot of D.C., a lot of Maryland, a lot of New York. You know, it, mm-hmm. was, it was a lot of black people. And because I was can like, I say this about Temple? I felt like quick, I was Jill? getting the best of both worlds, if you ask me. You know, well, Temp- I, Temple thinks that it's, it's a HBCU. It, yes, it, that's what I was going to say. It's the most <laughs> northern thinks, HBCU. They but think unofficial. it is. Yeah, They yeah. think it is. But, you know, here's an interesting fact about Temple is that Temple is actually the first school to offer a PhD program in Africana studies, in black wow. studies. Wow. It, it is, it, they got there before Howard, they got there before wow. all the other schools. So you? Yes. Oh, they yes. did it. No, I just do it. She said, I, I just do it. No, I just do it. She just do it. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it's it, it, you know, but Philadelphia is just such a, a big college town. Period, though, right? Yeah. Like, Philly, we got a lot of great schools. A lot Philly. of yeah. great schools, Drexel, even, in the, yeah. even in the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. So you know, obviously the first the first HBCU, which is was is it is it Lincoln or Cheney? Oh, oh, oh! You better get it right. I, that's all I know. Uh-oh. Oh, oh gosh, it's one of oh, those two. Oh, 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 oh! It's Cheney. Cheney. It's Cheney. Look it up. Cheney, you are correct. It's Cheney. You have one. <laughs> but, but, but. You but, want a so, pickle sandwich? I will take a pickle sandwich with extra mustard, please. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> I'll take a real pickle sandwich. Mm. Anyway. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I'm a Kendrick. Oh. Dag, I'm sorry. I had a late okay. night last night. <laughs> what a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Went to a party last night and, you know, things got a little out of hand. Anyway, so yeah. uh, Temple, right? Amen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. And what's interesting to me is that because with my sister, my experience kind of vicariously through her over the years yeah. had me so convinced about HBCUs. I just never for a second thought that my children would not attend an HBCU. Right. And then right. when it came time for my son to to think about college, he was kind of not interested because at that time, he was thinking he wanted to be in sports. And he was like, I want to go to a D1 school. Uh, and that was for That's him. That's the one I, thing about HBCUs. We yeah, have really ranking in that sports world. In those sports. And so mm. he said, you know, I want to go to a D1 school. So here I am thinking, oh, my God, I I never even imagined my child would want, not want to go. And let me tell y'all what did it. But tell y'all what did it. Yes, please. Once the summer before 11th grade, or was it 12th grade? Well, it was either 11th or 12th grade. My two things happened to my son. Different world on Ooh, Netflix. For the first time, yes. Different world. Mm-hmm. And then Ta-Nehisi Coates wrote Between the World and Me. About yeah. he went to Howard, about, right? about his experience at yeah. Howard. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Those two things, my son reading that book and Different World all summer, he was like, I'm going to Howard. I don't care what nobody say. He didn't mm. end up going to Howard. He he, he ended up going to Morehouse, but bottom line was he he girl listen. Nah, but that. And can I listen? But can I tell y'all this too? Can I tell y'all this? 
the AUC experience, the because you mentioned in Morehouse. So I remember I told you I transferred from Morgan State to Clark Atlanta and people talk yeah. about HBCUs all being the same. But the AUC is an experience within itself. I say this to say that when I went to Morgan State, you know, uh, if you had a car, you were special and you probably had like a, a some type of hoopty. Right. When I got to the AUC, which consists of Morris Brown, Morehouse, Spelman, by the way, Spelman College, Morehouse College, Clark Atlanta University and Morehouse, Morris Brown College. Here we go. Um, Here but we go. It was a, just a completely different world. I had never seen, and I'm from D.C., I had never seen Black elitism like that. I had never seen, like, freshmen driving, like, luxury vehicles draw, down the street. Like, Black kids just, I mean... What school is this? This is, this is, this is the AUC in Atlanta. This is Clark Atlanta, where I went. But remember, it's on the, it shares it's campus. It's on the same with, campus with... With Morehouse and Spelman, which are, you know, which are elitist Black people, the most elite Black people send their kids. Why so does it sound so exciting? It sounds so exciting. It was an experience. I mean, when I went to college, I, I was going to school with Keisha Nipulium and Evan Cosby. Keisha Nipulium played Rudy. Evan Cosby is the youngest child. So imagine being Evan Cosby walking on your college campus and you have a building named after your mother right here. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, it was just... Yeah, well, we took my son down there. Chris Tucker's son was also an incoming freshman. And, you know, and it was just interesting because... I had a talk with my son before he went. I said, this will be your first experience with Black elitism. Mm. I was like, you don't know anything about that. You've never experienced that. Mm. He he didn't know anything about that. And coming from Philly, coming from Philly and having the life experience that he had, I said, this is going to be totally new for you. And so for him, it was. I mean, it, it, it turned him off a lot. But at the same time, too, he was able to see the diversity in the way black folks mm-hmm. live and how they're raised. And, you know, that there isn't, you know, the whole black people are not a monolith thing like that. Exactly. If there's one place that will drive that home, if there's one place that will drop that home, it's the HBCU. Yes. Bingo. Yes. And that was my point when I say I don't like when people say, well, it's funny. Remember, we had that controversy when a certain talk show host said a couple of years ago, we don't need HBCUs anymore. And, you know, why do you think so small? Why you only think of HBCUs? The network that you build is can be a beautiful thing at those HBCUs. The network of Black people that you build, and I mean, 20, 30, 20 years later, what I have built, and it's, it's just... My friends that have gone to HBCUs are very, very proud of their universities and the friendships, like you said, the, the friendships, friendships that, that they created, they're not only... You know, they're not only good friendships, but they're also beneficial in business. Mm-hmm. And that is very attractive. But at the same time, you can do that anywhere. Mm-hmm. You mean right? at any college? I mean, at I- any university that you go to, college is the point. You know, it's just the whole experience well, for now. me, mm. for me, because, you know, I'm I was on a budget, a serious, serious, serious budget. And I wanted to advance myself out of my situation. And I thought that college was going to do that for me. You know, it's a like, nice slow walk into real life. That's what I always say. Like at the end of the day, I, and I know it's, you know, it is attractive. That is, hey, take that back. It's a nice Slow, slow walk. walk into real life. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I agree. Yeah. Because Asia and I, we had a conversation about, and I think, and Akil too, about like going to college and how we th- kids are thinking differently in, in, about college. But the one thing I can always say is, is that yes, 
it don't throw you directly into life. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and every year is gradual. You getting deeper and deeper. You getting closer and closer, and you building your network. I think you, might, problem, you might start out the, in a dorm the problem, and then move exactly. on to an apartment. Exactly. You start off with a hoopty, then you might yes. get a newer hoopty. Yes. You know, and then you might get well, you a start new out car. with the shuttle. But yes, right. Yes. Well, all of those things. <laughs> oh, I started off on the bus. I had yes. a trans pass and some tokens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes a bike ride. <laughs> We'll be back after the break. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. I think the problem at the end of the day and then what people eventually are starting to understand in the here and now is that as beneficial as it is, you know, for black students, it just turns into a whole lot of debt. And over Ooh, time, well, here we go. Yes. And then the, the and the people, because you don't really know what you want to do, you're young and you're not really in a position to make that decision. Oftentimes people go and they spend all this money and this time and they develop these friendships and connections and all of that. But then they end up not even doing the work that they went to college for, you or know, you end up and, working uh, for free. Because when you got out of college, you're usually working for free. 
Right. Yeah. right. I'm so a believer a in lot that. Of, what is know, that year? A lot of that. Hmm? What's that year when you take a year off? What's gap it called? Year. Gap year. I believe in a gap year. I believe in a gap year as a as a parent. You know, I, I as a parent, I would love for Jet to take a gap year. I what would, would he love, do in his gap year? Would you? He told me he wants to go to Paris, and he just he wants to just be there. And I was like, okay, yeah, well, we can try to do that at another time. But you know, I don't know. Um, but that's what he said. But he's also twelve. So we'll see how this thing goes. But I think it's a great idea because you get you get an opportunity to do short internships at things you may be interested in. You know, this is where the parenting thing comes in. You're calling your friends like I need my my kid to be, you know, around you for three weeks. What you say? Can you can you do that? Yeah, I you think, know, just I to think have it's an about idea the communication. When yeah. you start school, you have an idea of what you might want. I wanted to be a psychologist when I started school, then I went to, to, to be an English teacher and ended up doing neither of those things in, you know what I mean? Like neither of them, but that was the, that was my plan. But yet still using the skills. And yet using the skills that I did obtain. Right. I mean, I think, I think it's about the communication aspect of it. What do you think your kid might want to get out of school, out of college? What what are the goals here? What are the things that, and, and not goals in terms of what do you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. What are your goals for the moment? Are you trying to develop friendships? Are you trying to, like you said, have a slow walk into the real world? Are you just trying to discover the things that you like? Like, what are the what are you trying to get from this experience? Because in a lot of ways, let's just say this for some students. And I got an opportunity to sit in a few classes at Howard this year. And for some of the students there, they had never been in an ent- entirely black learning environment. Mm-hmm. So for them, they're that, coming yes. from they're coming from predominantly white communities and this is their first opportunity to be engulfed in a learning environment with all black kids and so for them going to hbcu is strictly about having had that experience so these are kids who have top-notch grades i mean they could go to any school they want to go to and and possibly on scholarship yeah right so it's not always just about the, the the financial aspect of it although you know for, you know, for me, if I had gone, that would have been all it would have been about, you know. But, you know, I listened to some of these students in this class and I almost cried because some of them were talking about their experiences in high school and how they had to fight just to be heard. One one student talked about how she and her classmates had to literally rally and protest in order to have a Black History Month assembly. Mm. A Black History Month assembly. And, you know, education for Black students is absolutely under attack in this moment in time. Not that it has never not been, but it is truly under attack. And when you think about the history of HBCUs and even the history of Howard University, who's named after a white man that used to be the head of the Freemans Bureau. And most of them are. Right, are, are named after, you know, white men. And these institutions were developed and, and built off the assumption that now we have to educate an entire population of former enslaved people. So this is the the actual, you know, purpose of this. And so educating the whole populace is a new invention. And so as parents of black students and even ourselves and how we choose to educate ourselves, we have to really look at what it is that we're really trying to get from these situations and what positions that we're in in this moment, you know, and what higher education should look like. 
there's so many questions around that. And and even with schools like Howard, like right now, Howard's kind of embroiled in a little bit of controversy right now because they are they're basically uh, dismantling their classics department. Yeah, I heard. What does that mean? So this is now let now forgive me because my my knowledge around this is limited. So but for from my understanding, this is the department that's dedicated to quote unquote classical literature. So you know the the classical philosophy of the world, the Plato and the this and that. You know what I'm saying? People who are dedicated to that kind of classical canon of of uh, philosophy and writing and things like that. So they're doing away with that that, but not necessarily to shift the energy towards, let's say. African classical philosophy it's that that's the trend throughout the country is that they're going more towards STEM and less towards you know mm. um, the liberal arts and things like that so the so, so even the HBC I say all this to say and they're the that, only ones that had a classics department only HBCU that had so a classics department so yeah. exactly so I say all this to say that PWI HBCU public private Ivy League state school at the end of the day I feel we all have to be truly truly clear on what it is we are actually trying to get from school period what type of education are we looking for who are we looking to educate us and who do we want to learn from and under what pretense and what is centered in that learning to me that is ultimately where my head is on this thing is that you know um college is going to mean a lot of different things to a lot of people oh yeah but I, I, I want to be clear for myself and for my children what what are we trying to learn here what are we what are we trying to get from this experience well according to the to the google search come on um, google howard university is twenty seven thousand two hundred and six dollars a year mm. hampton university is twenty eight thousand and twenty four dollars spellman is twenty nine thousand nine hundred and seventy two Dallas. Florida A&M is $17,725. Morehouse is $28,847,000. Yes, you do. Morgan State, $18,480. Keeping it cheap. That's what we do. Uh, what? What? Uh, I, I just happened to pass Harvard. Yeah, <laughs> get, get to me. Get to 80, me. Give it to me. 80. Uh, $51,925 a year. Georgetown is $58,058 a year. Yeah. See, we when we're talking about college, we ultimately have to start talking about school loans and grants of, of and things of that nature. Oh, let it me is, tell you about it. You, you, must, you <laughs> must to prepare. Oh. And one of the big things, you certainly don't want to ruin your credit. I did not appreciate. I, I got the the the, the loan for, for school, and the people called my grandma. They called my grandmother every day. They bothered my grandmother so much. She said, "Gia, you got to do something." I said, "You're right." <laughs> was, You're it right. Sally, was it Sally? May or who was? Sally, it was Sally, Sally May? Wasn't that bitch? Right. It wasn't Sally May. That's that's after my time. I'm mm. trying to remember. Oh yeah, they have changed the many names, Joe. City. Yeah, uh, now Navient is in the game. You know, uh, it's, it's the it's, listen. The first thing I did when I made a little bit of money is pay off my doggone student loans. 
Because it, it, the first you. thing, I didn't buy a car, I didn't buy no clothes, I paid off my student loans. You gonna leave my grandma alone? You must got an eight hundred credit school. Because once you but do that let shit. me let me tell y'all a sad story though. Let me tell y'all a sad story. My son got a partial scholarship to Morehouse, and me and my husband said, "Hey, you know, we doing well enough for ourselves that we can pay the other half of this tuition, so that this child would graduate debt free." Because that was yeah. that was the prayer. Like, mm-hmm. hey, let's let's send them out in the world without these debts. And, you know, then we got hit with the with the COVID. And my son ended up having to take a gap year because I didn't want him to apply for a loan. And, and let's just be real. He applied for one and didn't get one because guess what? We weren't working. He wasn't uh, working. Uh. And mm. and and we were glad we didn't get the loan, to be honest, because at the end of the day, we had worked for three years to make sure that this child would not end up in his 30s and 40s still paying back a loan, you know, for one year of school. But it gets very tricky out there in the world because even you talk about a Morehouse, you talk about a lot of these elite schools and there is there is definitely some shame and there is definitely some stigma around those who don't finish in four years and those kids who do take. So, so some of the culture of school and college, we got to really talk about that. Like how kids feel if they don't go, if they go for a little while and they don't finish, if they go, if they take a break, all of this different stuff. It's like the socialization around what college means is whether, no matter what school you go to, it is just problematic, even down to like what what Laia talked about about her transferring, because there's, there's some there's sometimes you get that too. Yeah, where, and then your credits don't apply, and what you yeah. mean? Yeah, like it took me twenty years to, to finish college, <laughs> and it took me five. I was gonna say I transferred, so of course I didn't. It took me five years because I did. It, it took me twenty years. In and out, a little bit at a time, and then I got to a point, and Temple University was like, "Hey, we're gonna." Give you a master's because of your experience, and I said I appreciate that. Thank wow. you so much. Well, I thank you. Yeah, and then later on they gave me a doctorate, and I was like, <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate that because I feel like I honestly that honorary PhD. I'm I'm claiming that wholeheartedly. I'm claiming it. Look, I done traveled the world. I done learned some things. I done failed a lot. I done succeeded some too. I've, I've learned quite a bit, so I'm, I'm going to own that. But even all of that is interesting because everything that Asia was saying about, you know, those things that can happen, to me too, that's still a slow walk into life. Yeah. It's a slow it walk into life. That's what I love mm-hmm. about college. I, I'm hoping that in universities that you hold on to just that thought alone for your kids or if you're a young person yourself listening to this podcast, like, it's a slow walk into life. It's you're you're going to meet people. You're not going to like everybody, mm-hmm. even if everybody likes that person. You might not, you know, you might not fit into that specific clique or crowd. And maybe you don't like cliques or crowds at all. That's maybe what you find out in college. You find too. out about yourself. I found out I was a G. I was a GDI in college. I mean, shit. It, what I is, what what's GDI? A goddamn individual. I'm not pledging. Oh, oh. Hey. <laughs> got, I said a goddamn individual. I'm, I know I, I didn't oh, say that, but I'm proud of you. How, oh, okay. about, how, about yeah. this, how about this, though? There was a trend. There's a trend now that was trending for some time about people going to community for two years because or the first year, because a lot of times that first year is just kind of one on one classes, general education. 
people going to community and then transferring. I've seen a lot of trends towards that because people are, again, not trying to be in debt, not trying to do, you know, make these decisions solely on emotion. Because I'm telling you, there was emotions. When my son got that, got into Morehouse, it was like, this was a, a tradition. It was beautiful. And let oh, they me, make you feel they oh Morehouse romances the listen, shit out of you. Oh, this is yeah. this is a part. And I won't lie to you, bro. That opening, that opening ceremony, baby. Oh yeah, they make them feel like child, they are the special black men honey, of this world. Yes. When when yes. we dropped that son off, let me tell y'all something. I never seen anything like it. And one thing I will say about HBCUs again, and particularly with Morehouse, was that see that moment for young black kids to be indoctrinated into community we need to be doing that period because when I my, the first thing I thought coming out of that weekend dropping our kill doll off there was all black boys should feel this all black boys at 17 18 years old should be indoctrinated into community in this way i was like this was like so i said all i could think about as much as i love my child and everything but all i could think about was oh all these young men back in philly who will never ever feel this and you know? the young men who went through that ceremony who can go one of two ways with that feeling you can go with that feeling that yes i am the shit and everybody else is mm. Or you go away with that feeling of I need to spread this love. I need for other brothers to feel this, and I I'm feeling right. I'm doing this because I'm I'm setting a standard and I'm going to bring this. And I won't like, even lie to you, not not to downplay elitism because you know I have a big problem with that. But I really didn't get that energy that during that weekend, and I was no, looking you, yeah. and I was looking for it. Trust and believe. Yeah. Yeah. But that that put that part of it was really felt pure. I won't even okay. lie. Good. There was a moment where um, the head of Africana Studies at, at, at Clark Atlanta spoke to the kids, came and spoke to us as parents and kids. And he talked about being on the boats and that he said part of part of the ritual daily that the slaves would do would call out their names to see who had passed during the night. And that each day that they would call the names out to see who was still there, who was still breathing, who was still surviving. And again, to sit in a room full of black parents with black boys and hear that and, and know, you know, this opportunity to educate themselves on their own terms was powerful. And that's their foundation. That's beautiful. And that's the foundation. That's the foundation that we are all sitting in this room and agreeing, yes, this is where we want our children to go. This is where we want our children to go. That was, I could never, there's, you know, there's no amount of not picking up the phone in the finance office or Mm. there's no amount, (laughs) there's no amount of, 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 of red tape that would take that moment away from us as a family. And, wow. I, and and I will I wish that moment for every young black child, mm-hmm. you know, to to experience that male, female, whatever, uh, them they no matter who they should be able to come into community in that way. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Hi. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through... It's true magic, because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. See, you don't, you don't really know what you've missed unless you get an opportunity to experience it. So I got a chance to, you know, hit a homecoming or two. And I was like, oh, oh, wow. Wow. This is what's happening here. So much excitement. Which homecoming or two did you hit, Joe? I'm so curious. Did you, because, I mean, I know Howard's up in there because we're on the East Coast. <laughs> right, right, right. It's exactly. a requirement. It's a requirement. Yeah. Um, 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 I'm trying to think what other school. It was Howard and, and um, Spelman. Yes, the Spell House homecoming. Yes, 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 yes. Mm, 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 mm. That's the thing. Ain't nothing like an HBCU homecoming. Man, I didn't know until I knew. I was like, this is exciting. It was exciting everywhere. And everybody was just so pretty to me. Everybody was just so, so fly and, you know, having fun. And not fly like dressed up or, you know, fancy, but just like free. And beautiful, yeah. And beautiful. Yeah. And that's so I went, obviously, to Temple University. And then, you know, I visited other schools. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish I could have done more of that. But, you know, at the time, I was working a couple jobs. So, you know, I had to try to keep the lights on. No, yeah, that's why I I really appreciated being able to go to my friends' schools and see what their experiences were. Because 
Not for, and then being able to experience Morgan and its state, different personality. Clark Atlanta and its state, different personality. And all those schools are different. And, and, and circling back to what Asia said about like understanding why you're going to college. It's funny. I always audit and say, was it worth it? Because, of course, I'm still in debt, right? I still got student loans to pay. And that was just for three years of college. But I go back and I say, you know, if nothing, if not, maybe I don't remember what I learned in these classes. But I do remember what I learned on my internships because, you know, that's the monkey wrench that Mm -hmm. if you want to get an internship, you got to be in college most times. Right. Yeah. So me interning at B103, you know, and interning at WCLK at the radio station at Clark and stuff molded me for who I am, you know, molded my career in in the start. So I'm like, that was worth it. It was Mm -hmm. worth becoming friends with people like Majima Pickett, who is now the head of R&B. And and uh, hip hop at Spotify and DJ mm-hmm. Drama, who was DJ Dramatic at the time, who went to Clark Atlanta. <laughs> we were all in the same department. Like, I go back and I'm like, oh, uh, Jamal Ahmed. I know you know Jamal. SCLK. Yes. Oh my God, Jamal. Jamal, who had the best radio show to this day. Yes. To this day. Yes. To this day, mm-hmm. big marquee and all of them. So yeah, I mean, it, again, I agree with you. Know why and. Know why you want to go and what your purpose is, and if it can be fulfilled by college. I'm you're right. That I just takes, love, that I love the culture. Some, that takes some paying attention, you know, paying attention to yourself and going and visiting these places and seeing what's nearby, you know, what will work for you. You know, mm-hmm. um, my mentee went to uh, Berkeley College of Music, and I went there and was just done. Wow. Yeah, I bet that I is was something. done. Just yeah. just the the range of musicality, the the range of 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 uh, diversity. I was like, this is incredible. I went to Harvard. I got a, the pleasure of teaching a master class at Harvard. And that is that, that is like the Hogwarts of education. OK, now, what, what it, was it? What, what did your classroom look like at Harvard? I'm curious. Like, What was the break, the funky breakdown in your classroom? It was it was pretty diverse. Um, of course, the black students showed up, you know. Yes, yeah, definitely. Out. Yeah, they, they definitely showed up and they were amazing. Like, seriously, you're you're you have you have a double major. One is music. You play four or five instruments, really. And then your your other major was like the other one. One young lady. She she beautiful voice. My God. I, don't, I, I know I'm going to see her somewhere like in, in Montreux one day, you know, at the oh, Jazz wow. Fest. Yeah. I know I am. I know I am. Um, her, don't her, you love higher learning, fine arts, higher learning? When you fabulous. see these groups of kids who are like, they're like the 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 academics of fine arts. Like, whoo! Esperanza Spalding was the professor while I was there. Wow. Yeah, I was just, mm. I mean, th- I mean the people that we knew, especially that came out of Berkeley, I'm like, even Madison McFerrin to Layla Hathaway to, I think, Robert go there? No, Robert. I, where did, uh, where did he go? Did he go? Maybe I, hmm, I don't have to tell us. Yeah. But nonetheless, just pay attention to where it is that you want to, like where you want to be around. If you're, like so many people love NYU. They love NYU because it's smack down. And in, I wanted in, to go there. In New York City, there's literally every possible thing you could get into. Anything that you have any interest in is right there for you. And Spike Lee made you want to go there too. That's true. That's true. The, the, the options are really infinite. 
it is really, like Aja said, it's really about what do you want in your life? That what is $53,000. NYU is $53,000. $53,308. Wow. Wow. That is $100,000. That is $200,000 in debt. Lord Jesus. And we ain't even talked about books yet. By the way, people, when you get the refund, if you have extra, put it away. It's not really a gift. It's your own money. They trick you. The refund is your money. That part. Girl, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I love hmm. the idea of of I love learning at this point in my life. I love to learn. And I think that the passion for learning. <laughs> look, I'm you're, sorry. You're I'm looking at Laia's face. Laia's feelings is hurt on she's that a, money. She's, still, she, yeah. she's like, I'm still in debt. Yeah, that's just a lesson. I, and I am. I'm sorry. Yes. I just, no, mm. no. I just stopped talking. Let's let's a, a moment of silence for Laia's debt. And everybody else that's in their 40s and still got paying some shit from 20-something years ago. Girl. Or not. One, oh, two, no, three. they are. Uh, a whole big deep breath. I know, Ready? I know One, many of my friends who have two, PhD. Oh, sorry. Three. <sighs> yes. Is uh, it worth it? Let me work it. Put wow. my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. I just want to tell the people I started 0 and 30 and it's got to 80. I don't know how it got there, but I just need you to know interest is real, people. Yep. Interest is real. Interest yep. is real. And, and, def- and deferment is not as good as you think it is. No, it's not. Look. <laughs> oh, God. I told y'all that's why we tried. We tried to gift this child. We tried. We tried. What's funny is, Asia, when I was, I don't know if y'all remember, when we were younger, that's when people really were showing commercials about saving for college and shit like that. And like, yeah. it, was, it was it was episodes on TV about it and whatnot. So I just assumed, no shade, mommy, no shade. I just assumed that my parents had something saved, but it was just automatically assumed that I was going to get a loan I was like, or a scholarship. I was like, but I thought that they said in the commercials and the TV shows that parents saved, but it wasn't even promising. It's, I mean, my mother, I watched my mother bust her butt to get my sister through school, you know, and, 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 and take out loans. And she's a single parent in the whole nine. And to kind of fulfill that dream of, of you know, of, of going to college. But again, like I said, you got to know what you're going for. And now I feel like we can give kids a better kind of overall feeling because I think there was a, th- a thought also that when we were young, you go to college to pick a career you're going to have your whole life and that you're planning your whole life. What we're saying is something actually quite different is that you're really planning the next four years. You're not really planning your whole your life. Whole life. No. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that that is really important to understand and balancing what it is you want to do, because, you know, this is a, an investment is a very, very deep investment. And how do you want to make that investment? And I even told my, um, I had a conversation with my, uh, with my daughter who is now a rising senior. Okay. And we had a very real talk about it. She wasn't even really that interested in college. And I told her, I said, okay, I get that, but you don't really know what you want to do. So go ahead and go to college. So we had that, we had that tussle back and forth. Good for you, Asia. I didn't think you would have said, okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't think you would have said that. Well, I feel like. My whole point is, this is my thing, but we're going to do this. We're not going to do this emotionally, right? 
-hmm. If you don't know what you want to do, go either to state school or to community that first year. Mm -hmm. That way you get in-state tuition and or or and or cheaper tuition for community because even for community college they have if you live in a certain um zip code it's cheap it's even cheaper right so at least i know that for philadelphia so mm-hmm. what i'm saying is that i told her i said okay if you don't know what you want to do don't sit idle go to college but just don't just go to state school or the community then once you start seeing if you like something or whatever the case may be one thing about this area is all kinds of school from Ivy League, HBCU, liberal arts, private, the whole night, the whole night. Everything is right here in the state. Everything is right here in the city and in the surrounding areas. And so I was like, then you have an opportunity to go to, to spread your wings a little bit more once you feel comfortable. That way we're making a financial commitment that's realistic, but we're also understanding the benefits of, of college and the benefits right. of the college experience and giving you some time to figure out what it is you want to do to make long lasting relationships, connections, all of those things will happen in that in that process. But without picking the fifty thousand dollar school for you to go to 13th grade, See, I doubt very much that I'm going to be paying for school. I, I doubt very much that I'm going to be paying for school. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like for for my kids, like, let me see what you're going to do. Do you want it? Now, that's the pressure. Do you want it? Because I've seen a lot of parents throw away a lot of money that they could have used to get their kid in school or, you know, they they don't they don't even try. They just in there having a good time. Hey, you can have a good time while you work a job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, that's That's the thing is that all my older kids work. So they already see what a job get. Right. That ain't that that yeah. you already see how much you coming home with with that. I don't even have to. Yeah. I I don't even have to teach that teach. Yeah, I will. I will help you start it. <laughs> I will help you start a business, but I need you to take some kind of financing classes or something in that area before you even start. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, four years of university for me anyway. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, if that's what you want to do, if it benefits you, if it behooves you, you get up in there and you're like, this feels right to me. Yeah. And you want to walk away with a degree, then that's what's up. If not, then and if you want to start a business, then I'm going to need you to to really go out and actively participate in whatever that business is. Now, that's where I come into play because I'm your mom and I can probably, you know, help you get into some spaces. But don't embarrass me out here. You know, need you to go on there and work hard, work hard, earn yours. Well, yeah, you know that's, but see, that's my thing. It's like you, you have to ask me for my resources. I'm not going to right. just offer. You have to ask there me it is. because it's like the offering. I've tried that. So that's what I said. Kind of, I've already been down this road. Mm. So it's like you, you, you can offer all the resources you want, but that doesn't mean that that's a good match for the kid. And they, and they don't appreciate it the same. Let right. them go figure out what is it they're going to figure out. If you have a resource that can help them, guess what they're going to do? Ask. Because Laia will tell you about the about the phone call she gets from my child. And and that's because he understands, he, he's figured out, like, who, you know, who, who, what is the support that I need? Who is the mm-hmm. resource that I need? And that's, that's fine for me. But one thing I'm, I'm understanding more and more every day if I could tell any parent anything of what I've learned from having, you know, all these different people is that you cannot predict. No. You, you must observe. Yes. You must 
listen. Mm. And then you must accept that on some level and on most levels, this other human being is not going to do things the way that you plan it out in your head. This is just not going to happen. They are their own person, their own individual, and they're going to make that decision for themselves. You said that. Because I'll tell you, one thing a child will do is make a liar out of your dreams, honey. Oh, 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 oh. That's so interesting. It's it's the concept of parents having full out dreams about what their kids should be. It's interesting because I will give my parents credit. They just wanted me to be happy. It's a lot of pressure in that way. And it doesn't really work out. And guess what? There were times when you were not happy where your parents were like, God dang on it. Did I not dream hard enough for the child's happiness? Yeah. Oh, no, that's no, that happens all the time. See, I told you. And typically, if you try to um, force, you know, a square into a circle, it's not going to happen anyway. Just mm-hmm. all. You yeah. know, you can't you can't make somebody yeah. be what you want them to right. be. That's, you know, old, they, that's they, old school, right? They showed up as an individual. But they I, showed I, up I, as a whole individual. All you can do is feed them. Feed them. And I don't mean food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean food too, but you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. you just feed their interests. I and know that's what about you all you can do and see what happens after that. You know, and, and hope for the best. And and if Lord, if they have joy in their lives. You know, like, yeah, yeah, you you won. You won. If they find something that they actually love to do, whether that be a lumberjack or electrician or a physician, you know, that's to to this day. My mother still checks in on me and she says, but do you love what you do? Because I just want to make sure that you love what you do. I want you like she did that like last week. And I was like, yeah, mommy, I'm I'm good. I do. You know what? Like, I really love the way your parents love you. I do. I really love the way your parents love you. I think it's just beautiful. It is. And it, it shows so when you grow. It shows when you grow. Thanks, y'all. It really does. I just, I just want everybody out here, I'm going to say it, I, I don't even know these people, but I want you to, to read and or watch The Secret. Oh, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. I remember that. That's old school, girl. It, it is, is old school. It is old school. It's, the, it's the, really about the power of attraction. Mm-hmm. And what you attract to your life. And yeah. you really can speak things into fruition. But yes. You, but as you do that, be mindful of every kind of situation. It's kind of like, you know, being uh, having a genie in a bottle. You know, you could say, I want a million dollars. But if you're in the if you're in a forest or the desert and you now you got a million dollars, what is that exactly going to do for you? Except all you can do is burn it at night. You know what I mean? So you have to think about the whole picture, the whole package and be as specific as you possibly can. Ooh, that's the journey of life, Jill. That what you are saying right now is the journey. Mm-hmm. Of life. It is. It's it it is. not a secret. And we <laughs> they call it the secret. How to ask better questions. Yes. Yes. That part. More detailed questions. More detailed questions. We're talking about ourselves. You know, where are we going for our education? And we're talking about the children that we love. You know, that we, you know, we're blessed to to have (laughs) come through us. Like, okay. You know, whether that's our niece and nephew, that we love, kids that we love. We want them to be happy and fulfilled in this life. Joyful. Happy is, is fleeting. Joyful is what we're, we're hoping for. 
So as they prepare, you know, for their their slow journey into grown up world, into yeah. adulthood, yeah. and they're looking at universities, it is very much worth taking the trip. It's, and whether that's on Greyhound, mm. whether that's on what's the Jet Blue, uh, you know, jet, whatever the Jet yeah, Blue, the Jet Blue. You know, whatever it is that you have to do so you can see it for yourself and, and mm-hmm. see if it's good to you. Don't mm-hmm. walk into university or college blindly. And right. stand, on the yard, stand on the yard when it's crowded. And just watch mm-hmm. and see and, and see for yourself because it is a financial endeavor, you know, to, to put it lightly. Partnership. Amen. And it is the kind of debt that can change your future. So you, mm. you have to think about it, really think about it. What's what's good for you and your family and, and your kid, you know, as they move forward. I love that I went to Temple University because I was able to do what I could. You know, I could mm. do what I needed to do at home and still have great experiences in so many areas from poetry to to acting to, you know, all the yes. things that I do now. So I'm grateful for that. And then I got some of that blackity black in me too, you know, mm-hmm. so I got a chance to check that out too. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, all of those things worked for me, but that's me. And if I could, if I could, I, I won't say if I could do it again, but if I could go to university now, I would go to an HBCU. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All those experiences. I even appreciated working at a strip club through it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I ain't been to neither, but I'm going so if you're listening right now, you would like to offer me some life tuition. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm going someplace. So Where I'm you going, trying to go, boo. I'm going back to school. That's happening. Where you, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you where you want to go? I already enrolled at CCP, but I'm saying if Howard or Lincoln or Cheney or not FAMU, that's too far, or any any schools that are within driving distance of my house if you are listening to this podcast and you would like to give me a scholarship based on my <laughs> life experience i yeah. am willing i'm willing to take it i will take gonna, all of it you're gonna go ahead and teach a class they're gonna ask okay you yes of course and and you're gonna have to think about where like be specific in this be specific in this where exactly what is it that you're going for what are you going for? Oh, I am absolutely going to learn. Like this is my this is strictly learn about what? Like what's your major you mean? Like what's the yeah. what's your yeah. like what's the like oh, do you have come a goal? On, y'all. I, I know, know you just love to learn. Hey, we about to say Africana oh. and you know it's Africana studies or black Girl, studies. Y'all already or, know it's Afri- <laughs> you know, we it, I mean it is absolutely Africana studies. Absolutely. I don't put you in no 100%. I don't put you in no box, boo boo. I you might have been like, you know what, Jill? I've always wanted to be a dentist. And I'm yeah, you know, I don't I'm not interested in dentistry. No, Listen, I'm not some of those boxes we fit in very comfortably. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy to box my shit up, tape it, and the whole night. I that is the box I'm interested in. I absolutely want to get my ba- get my bachelor's degree in Africana studies. That is my goal. And I will be doing it, and I will get it. Period. That's happening. It. Pow! I love it. That's happening. So, all right, it. y'all heard of give up them scholarships. You know you want Asia in your classroom. You know you want me there. <laughs> Come on, give me, give me, help me, help me out, y'all. Come on now, I want to learn. It, actually, you're creating actually a, a good idea for a program for adult or education. You know, I'm just saying for 
This and I believe I believe, I believe in adult education. I've talked to my children because honestly, I do feel like to learn anything, you have to shift the lens out of this kind of Eurocentric lens into this African lens. And for me, I have actually pitched to my children that all of them major in Africana studies first <laughs> and then move on to something else. I know that I this, like, girl. I've already pitched it. You know, it's a pitch. Okay. 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 You let it's us know pitch. how that go. Well, my son is an Africana studies major, so let's oh, not. Oh shit! All right, points oh, yeah. on the board. My bad. Hey, points listen. on the board. Respect. If you have, if you have thoughts or feelings about the things that we we talked about, I would love. We would all love to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much for listening to J. Ill, and all of uh, all the proceeds go to Joy. Thank you so much. <laughs> y'all it's producer eves again bringing you the resources for the episode since it came up a couple of times go watch a different world if you're not familiar with the show it's a sitcom about the fictional hbcu hillman college right now it's on prime video but who knows where it'll be in the future so catch it on a box set if you can It's also worth having at least some knowledge on the history of HBCUs. So I'll drop some links where you can learn more about that in the description, as well as a resource on the classics department issue at Howard. All right, y'all, until next time. Hi, if you have comments on something we said in this episode, call 866-HEY-JILL. If you want to add to this conversation, that's 866-439-5455. Don't forget to tell us your name and the episode you're referring to. You might just hear your message on a future episode. Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents, J.Ill, the podcast. This podcast is hosted by Jill Scott, Laia St. Clair, and Aja Graydon Dantzler. Its executive producers are Jill Scott, Sean G., and Brian Calhoun. It's produced by Laia St. Clair and me, Eve Jeffcoat. The editing and sound design for this episode were done by Christina Loringer. J.Ill is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.